Welcome to Maiden Speech. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, self-worth and mindset coach and portrait photographer from New Zealand. And you are in the right place to get uplifted, empowered and inspired. I'm so lucky to have amazing guests come on and share their wisdom about all things related to personal development and being the best version of ourselves. I'm really passionate about reminding people that they are good enough and to have honest and vulnerable conversations where we connect on a real level and have lots of laughs. You can find me on Facebook at at Monica Ferguson Coaching, where you can join my group for extra inspiration. And I'm also on Instagram at mon3.0. Thanks so much for being here and please reach out and connect. I would love to hear from you. Let's get into it. Hey, hey friends, Monica Ferguson here and welcome back to another episode of Made in Speech. This episode is different to what I normally do. Now this is one of those people who I met totally by accident and we just became friends and his name is Stu Darling. Now Stu is very Scottish as you will hear <laughs> in this podcast. He is a leadership resilience coach. He works by helping to guide leaders to create amazing lives. But what's even more fascinating is that he was in the British military and his career culminated in the command of all UK military intelligence training, which was and he was responsible for training over 10,000 students. Incredible. Stu is an amazing human. He's just been on the AM show. He's been on The Rock. He's just written an incredible book. Check him out and enjoy this podcast, which is all about personal power from someone who knows what they're talking about. Enjoy, guys. So if you're talking about accents, do you want me to be like a little Scottish person or shall I just talk normally? (laughs) Oh, my God. That's where we're going to start it. People had to hear that. Yes. What an intro. Yeah, I think turn up the Scottish. I think to really right. turn it up, yeah. Because <laughs> all right, well, I won't turn it up too much, but I'll turn it up just a little bit. How's that? <laughs> really got those R's going. Yep. <laughs> Although, how long That's have like you? Been... A good yeah. How long have you been in New Zealand for? So uh, just um, just under seven years. Has your accent changed at all? Do you think? No, not really, because when um, when I was. When I was being dragged up in Glasgow, um, you, um, if, you, if you spoke with a Glaswegian accent, you had to either support Glasgow Celtic football team or uh, Glasgow Rangers. And if you picked the wrong one, you got your head kicked in. And um, if you decided to be smart and decided that you'd support Aberdeen instead, everyone kicked your head in. So it really made sense to not have... A, gla- a real Glaswegian accent like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so to just have a, a, a soft, lilting Scottish accent was a, was, a, it's a, it was a far healthier way of living back then. And that then meant that wherever I travelled around the world, I could pick up the accent a little bit, but it just gave me the accent that's mine. And that means that, you know, even though both the kids have picked up a little bit of, um, of a Kiwi accent, um, I don't. I just, I'm able to shape it whichever way I want it to go. Mm. Can you say seven in a Kiwi accent? <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, now you can be on the spot. Seven? seven? No, no, I can't. It's more like seven. It's more nasal, I think. Seven. Seven. Yeah, no, <laughs> That's not, pretty good. Not really. Not really. No, I can, yeah, I can, do, I can do seven. In some sort of weird Scottish way, but no, I'm not, no, no, I can't. 
<laughs> okay. Well, this was the best start to a podcast ever. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, Stu, darling, welcome. It's about time. <laughs> well, it is indeed. Yeah, we've been talking about this for long enough. But hey, look, yeah, all good things happen at the right time. That is true. That is definitely true. Um, so this particular topic, though, I'm quite fired up about, actually, because this is the stuff that we talk about all the time in our epic coffee dates anyway. So mm -hmm. um, personal power. So, so good. Firstly, I think we need to create a sexier name because it sounds boring. There, there's got to be a more just power, like maybe, I don't know, something personal power it's so awesome, but it sounds funny like that. So that will be your task through this podcast to create a cooler, <laughs> some cooler terminology. Yeah, I think it's, 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 it's interesting, isn't it, when you talk about personal power, because it's it's very, very individual personal power. Um, you know, if it, Superman's personal power is very, very different to Batman's, mine is very different to yours. Um, we all have that personal power, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's unique. I love Which that. Which is what makes it so powerful. Yes, I love that. Okay, so just for some context for everyone, I would love if you could share a bit about your background, your story. <laughs> I know that's a huge thing to cover, but you know, yeah, you're right, interesting. <laughs> right, okay. Um, so, I mean, yeah, how far back do you want to go? But look, you know, really... Really, if we're talking about the things that shaped me um, to be to, to be having this conversation today, let's put it like that. Um, I um, I was fortunate enough to um, to have an absolutely thrilling military career. I spent 25 years um, running covert operations. So to really simplify what a covert operation is, um, I was a spy, um, and that taught me um, an awful lot about me. Uh, it taught me an awful lot about leadership and how I would, how I do lead. And um, I then left the military and thought that I had to start again. I thought that taking my uniform off meant that life was going to be really, really different. And it took me a couple of years to realise that actually, don't don't get rid of your past. And I mean, you know, there's a far deeper subject there that we all need to embrace. Never get rid of your past. Embrace it and learn from it. And when I went back to, ref to, to reflect on all of my military experience and, and prior to that, I realized that actually you know, my power is helping people to lead, helping people to understand um, what makes them tick and therefore how they can make other people tick. Um, and that then caused me to, um, to go into business, um, startup business, and um, you know, raised investment, built a seven-figure company, hated it because uh, it wasn't really my thing. Um, but again, that was that journey, and to you to use that awful fray word, um, there was that there, there was that journey um, that uh, that led me to my own company, and my own company is very much um, helping people understand themselves, understand their businesses. Um, in order to lead a life that is theirs, not a life of conformity, but a life where you know we conform as necessary, but we find our own way and therefore find joy in it. Mm. Boom, need a mic to drop. That was so, oh, I love this. So honestly, I'm still caught up on the Superman comment. The, um, 
But this concept of it literally is finding your own power, isn't it? And we just are not encouraged to actually do that. We are encouraged to conform and we all want to be the same as everyone else. And there's, there aren't many people saying, hang on, <laughs> who are you? What do you do? But I think it's, it's quite, someone once said, someone asked me a little while ago, they said, look, Stu, in, in, in an army, you know, in, in my case, the British army, you all wear the same uniform, you all follow the same rules, you all have the same values, you all have the same standards. That means you must conform. Um, and it, it sort of took me back a little bit because of course they were right. Um, but then when you then flip it on its head and consider the tiny bit of the British Army that I was in, that bit running covert operations, um, the one thing you cannot do is conform because that's how you win. You win by not conforming oh. because you don't do what the enemy expects you to do. You don't do what normal people in society do. That's how you get away with being covert. But, and this is the, this is the thing that, 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 that I took from that conversation, I had to learn to conform in order not to. Too often people go, yeah, I'm a non-conformist and I, I, I disagree with the world out there and everything. And yeah, is it, hey, that's entirely cool. Do you know what you're not conforming with? Because if you don't know that, how do you know if you're conforming or not? So you've got to actually understand what conformity means in order to say, I, I can do it this way. And it's a far smarter way of living life. Yeah. Far um, out. I'm going to need some serious time to process some of this. <laughs> I've already filled a page of notes. You win by not conforming. That is so powerful. So do you think that being in the army, that's where you first kind of realized your own power like did you have do you have any sort of significant memories of thinking damn i'm actually quite different to other people that was really good you know <laughs> that's that's um yeah I've, I've actually got i've actually got tingles you asking me that question because there's so <laughs> so many so many different ways that i can deal with that and there's a few things that are going on in life at the moment that, I, that i'm really reflecting on um you know throughout my military career um you know now, now let's face it you know being in the military, you know, we hear the phrase, or you know, the band of brothers. That's what we all imagine being in the military is like. And, and don't get me wrong, it is. You, know, you, you, don't, you don't go to You're sent to war, but you fight for the man or woman on your left and right hand, hoping that they're fighting for the person on their left or right hand as well. And that's how you come through it all. Um, but my time in the military was, was very, very lonely. I didn't really feel that I fitted in at all. Um, and that's not to say that you know, I didn't, I, you know, I, had a, I had a fantastic time with great soldiers, great acquaintances, but I didn't really sort of fit in because I couldn't quite figure out what I was um, and why I didn't fit in. And you know, I mean, that comes back to why that conformity of covert operations worked for me. Um, and, and now I look at now I look at my life, and I don't care that I don't fit in. When I was in the military, you you were meant to fit in. That was your You're meant to be part of that team. So if you didn't quite, well, that means you're a bit odd. It really took me. You're probably. I mean, we're probably. It's, it's certainly in the last three or four years that I've got to the point of saying, actually, do you know what? 
it doesn't matter. I've got friends, I've got acquaintances that are right for me. And that's a really, really powerful place to come from because you know, I can meet you for coffee and then not see you for a little while. I can pass you on the walking track and we suddenly go, ah, oh, I'm Z for ages. Not at 5 a.m., no. We go and, we get, <laughs> and then we go and you know, whatever sort of hellish time of the morning that was. We, um, you know, we, then, we then get on with life and then we bump into one another again. But there's that freedom of not feeling that I've got to fit in. So, um, so that, that power really came from that realization. And it took, you know, it took many, many years to get there. And I think it's, it's, it's really, really important. I mean, you know, I read that the stats this morning, really, really good news. New Zealand suicide stats are at a three-year low. I mean, that's absolutely fantastic news. Yeah. I'd like to know why or how that, you know, how that change has come about. But I think you know, if we can recognize how powerful we are within ourselves, then that feeling of loneliness may not have such adverse effects as, as we've seen um, in, in New Zealand society and societies across the world. Mm. Totally. This is going all over the place. This is what happens. I honestly, I've got about 18 questions. I'm like, which one should I ask first? My hand can't keep up. Um, the first thing I wanted to ask you actually is, so to go back to when you're in the military, Yep. That thing of not belonging, because I just did a live about this and the response was overwhelming. Everyone is like, oh, I don't feel like I fit in I, or I don't really know where I belong. Do you think that you didn't feel like you belonged because you were actually a leader? You were different to everyone else. Yeah, but I didn't feel I fitted in with the other leaders either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 mean you know, I, I, I disagree with the, with the phrase, the, the loneliness of command or the loneliness of leadership, because that actually means you're doing it wrong. Um, you know, if you've got your team around about you, you should never feel lonely in, in, that, you know, in that specific role. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's, um, I think you know, it, it was a far deeper thing, um, you know, now that I, you know, when, I, when I reflected on it. It, it was it was a far deeper um, yearning, let's say, from you know from my childhood that just followed through. That I, it was just yeah, you know, it, it was just the person I became. And you know, any big organisation is a great place to hide, um, and you get away with being whatever you want to be or end up being. You don't have to figure a whole bunch of stuff out because you're hiding in plain sight. I mean, you're, you're in uniform, you're all the same. Of course you all fit in, uh, or maybe you don't. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons that, you know, the, yeah, I mean, that, the, the drinking culture of the military is another great way to hide from actually who you are versus the role you play in the military. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, what do you think is the key or the keys to really harnessing your own personal power? <laughs> Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> not give, no, okay, it's, yeah, it's not giving a fuck. I mean, you know, that, that's, that's got to be it. But again, you know, it's, yeah. this, is, this comes from the, the space of um, you know, that knowing what conformity looks like, therefore not conforming. Um, you know, in order to be yourself, then actually you, you've got to come from a position of not giving a shit what other people think. Now, that doesn't mean being unkind or unfair or um, rude. It just comes from that 
that passionate place, that heartfelt place mm. of, look, this is me, this is how I present, and if you don't like that, as long as I've done it with kindness and with compassion, then actually that's your problem, not mine. Yeah. That's the position to come from. Yeah, I totally agree. And see, this is where it kind of crosses over into my world because I think that um, the way, like to not, to really not care, it comes back to that self-worth thing, the awareness of what it is that makes you, you know, so worthy, so valuable, a real appreciation of yourself so that actually you don't look to others to validate you. That completely, I mean, that really is, and it doesn't matter who that person is. Mm. Um, yeah, and actually sometimes the biggest challenge is the people who are closest to us um, to be able to, 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 to have that relationship with them that know that this is me and yeah, what I'm saying and, and, and where I'm coming from is me. Um, and how do you grow as a, as a couple or yeah, as, as, a, as a friendship with that? Well, that, I mean, that, that's, that's a real challenge, but that's the exciting thing about growing into who you were meant to be. Yeah, a hundred percent. So a couple of, well, actually, when was this? Probably a couple of months ago now. I was on a coaching call with one of my clients and she was talking about this where she was, she had this massive dream and she was going for it and no one in her circle understood, right? Everyone was like, wait, why would you take a risk like that? You're crazy. Like you'll probably fail, da, 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 all of that stuff. Yay, resistance, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and I said to her, basically hang on but you're a lion and you know that whole concept of lions don't lose sleep over the opinions of sheep i said why are you looking to sheep to validate you and it was just like huh and so since then all i talk about in my groups is lions and like i don't mean that disrespectfully to sheep but it's that again it comes back to the awareness of who you are and actually those of us who are a bit weird and awesome and different and um who are lions, who don't feel like we fit in and belong, it's for a reason. So I feel like when you can actually admit that, like I'm actually here to create something different, that's why I haven't really found that place that I feel like I belong in. That to me would be the start of your personal power, isn't it? To actually admit that to yourself. <laughs> I, I think so, and, but I think we have to do it with the humility. Um, you, you, you just said, I mean, something that just bounced out from from um, yeah, that, that comment you made. Um, you there's nothing wrong with being a sheep mm-hmm. um, and, and we must recognize you yeah, as, as, as high performers as lions you we've got to recognize that we can only be high performers because there are performers and there are non-performers yeah um, yeah so um, so we're you know, we really got to just you know, there are sheep out there and there is a place for them because you know the, the, to the people that are quite comfortable with the mediocre, with the mundane, just, hey, day in, day out. Um, and, you know, they, they will have their moment and, you know, they, w- they will do what they are here to do as well. Mm-hmm. But if we are put here to be lions and high performers and be those non-conformists, then we've got to step up. And the funny thing is, mm-hmm. some sheep will try and come with you. Yeah. And, I mean, some won't bother, most won't bother. Some will try and come with you. And get so far and not quite make it and then there'll be others that you just can't ever get rid of and I mean that in the kindest possible (laughs) way and over time you begin to see their transition because they're not willing to let go of something that they've seen 
in you and that that's how we can you know, we, we change ourselves but that's how we can help other people who recognize the energy that we have mm. and decide they want a bit of that well we've got to be open for them to come with us and maybe get there maybe not but again we've you know we've got to realize that you know a world of sheep is what allows us to um to, to do what we do yeah a hundred percent. And I think that for me and for many of the people that I support, it's around fight, but it's around finding the people who are on that same wavelength. Not, and like you say, not because you're better, but just because you need people that understand that different way of thinking. Um, and I know that's made a huge difference for me, you know, otherwise I just, I felt so alone trying to do all these things and not really feeling like, Oh my God. But when you get that inner circle going, you're like I can say these big, crazy, bold ideas and everyone's like, I see that. You know, I can see you. I can see you doing that. And that's because <laughs> you, know, you, you mentioned frequency and you know, frequency is our level of energy. Mm. And I mean, I, you know, we've always, you know, we've all heard you, you, you can change it yourself, but you can't change other people. And I used to, I used to follow that up with, yes, but you can change the environment and that will invite them to change. Well, what we're actually doing is we are inviting them to match our energy. So you know, we, 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 we have our energy that we just exist with. And I think you know, a couple of times ago, you know, we sat down for coffee and you said to me, there's something off here because my energy wasn't what it normally was. Yeah. Um, and, yeah and that's you know, if, if we walk into a room and the energy's off, when, when you're aware of it, you begin to actually feel that. Mm. Um, so you know, being on the same wavelength or the same frequency it's all about having the same energy as other people. And that's where we find people. And if we're open to actually recognizing that, then you know, that's when you find your, um, you know, that's, where, that's when you find your gang. Yeah, I love that. And also, that's where you find your power, right? Because the state that you're in is so important. So, question, for you yourself, what are the things that you do to manage your state and to keep yourself in a high frequency? So um, I meditate. Um, uh, either you know, I, either um, you know, I listen to meditation tapes or I just med meditate quietly. I um, I consciously breathe. Mm -hmm. um, I'm doing some studying at the moment with the Heart Math Institute out of Colorado about how um, our heart's brain is far more powerful than our head brain. Um, and the, um, the the frequencies and the um, you know, the electro spaghetti spectrum and how all that that's affected, um, and yeah, that that really uh, gives me that really gives me an immense amount of power. The other thing that I use and something that I teach all of my coaching clients is about triggers and recognizing the space. Yeah. For years, whenever I've reached out to open a door, that's my trigger to stop. And think right you're now moving from one thing to the next so reset reset your energy so that you don't take the positive or the negative energy from where you were into whatever you're going into and it's the power of that yeah i mean eckhart tolle talks about it in um in, in a new earth about your yeah, that space that's where consciousness is um so you're through breathing and through through exercise i'd love to sit here and say i eat healthily um, and I don't drink bad stuff, and I exercise every day, and I sit in the lotus position. Bollocks! I don't. 
<laughs> I do. Yeah, during the week I try. Yeah, during the week I, I try and eat healthily, and I I do exercise. Um, not quite enough, but I do exercise. But no, I mean it, it really is through. Um, you know, through that breathing and through that meditation is the thing that gives me the, the energy to um, to do what I need to do. Hmm. Yeah. So I love that though, because we're not going to sit here and act like we're perfect. We're not perfect. Yeah. Um, no, and it's, it's not, yeah, there are enough people doing that. I think that's the power is that actually, yeah, like managing your life as a normal person that doesn't have to be perfect, that can still, you know, make amazing it's, things it's really, happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, having been prolific for about three years on, on, uh, on social media, um, I've stopped. Uh, and I, I stopped because I was beginning to get a little bit pissed off at the beginning of um, lockdown in New Zealand with all of the people who were going to change the world because they were seeing their way through it. And, yeah, they were going to change the world over lockdown and come out the other end of being completely different. I'm thinking, nah, come on, really? And, and I stopped and, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to get started again. But it's just, it, it's, it's, yeah, we're not perfect. And that's the message that we've got to put out there. You, you and I and you know, other, other high performers you know, and, and, and leaders are, you know, we're struggling just as much as everyone else. We're just doing it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And that's a really, really important message to get across to people who are thinking, I can never be a leader. Yeah, you can. Being a leader is not difficult. Finding your personal power is something that all of us can do. Um, don't, don't look up to me and think they can do it. I never could. Look across to me and realize that actually I'm just having to make it work as well. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I have goosebumps. I just wrote that down. We are struggling just as much as everyone else. This is the most interesting thing, right? Because for me, I'm so passionate about creating community. I want real conversations. You know, like Mm -hmm. I did it. I put a post up a few weeks ago and interesting that you mentioned about triggers because I had one of my like core triggers come to the surface and I was just like, (gasps) absolutely kicked my ass. And I was like, and I was sitting there two days. It took me to shift it two full days of crying, of journaling. I didn't run from it. I just let it hit me like a truck. And I was sitting there and I had this, this gut instinct, which was like, you need to share this now, not the fluffy version afterwards, you know, like, oh yeah, I went through this in the core of it, you know, like this sucks. I'm in absolute pain right now. I know this is all going to be, you know, for something good. I know this is happening for me, but right now, I'm anxious as shit. I feel awful. I'm so sad. I feel so alone. And guess what? You put that stuff out there and everyone's like, oh my God, me too. And Mm -hmm. I love that. The power in these conversations, the power in saying, I feel like I don't belong. And it's like you give permission to everyone else to say, oh, me too. So I'm not alone in that. We're all together in that feeling of not belonging. It's Mm -hmm. like, isn't that what, like the great leaders, you know, if you look to someone like Brene Brown, the, the way she shares vulnerability, like she doesn't stand there and say she's perfect. She will give actual anecdotes from mistakes she has made in her own marriage, think like assumptions she has leapt to and all this sort of stuff. And I love that about her. And no one looks at her and thinks, oh, she's so weak. But like, damn, the power that takes to stand there and own your stuff like that in front of the world. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, that's what leadership actually is at its core. Yeah. You know, leadership is about that. Um, you know, it's about the empathy and the vulnerability and the service. Um, yeah. you know, if, if, I, if I bring it back and plug the book, 
Um, yeah. you know, the, the, the culminating principle of the lead through life framework is service. And you know, service isn't about delivering what you think people need. Service is about being there for people mm-hmm. in whatever that looks like. And you know, that means that sometimes it's got to be the tears and the snot. Yeah. Um, you know, when um, in my last job in the military, um, you know, I had I'd command over over 200 soldiers, trained over um, 10,000 individuals over two years. And on day one of training, I would be there for the fitness test and I would do the fitness test with them. And all these junior soldiers were looking at me. You know, they're in their early 20s and I'm nearly 40 at the time. And um, they're looking at me thinking, yeah, come on. <laughs> but you know, they saw me struggle with them. They saw me go through exactly the same fitness test as them and generally coming ahead of them. But they saw what it took to do that. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, I was their leader. I wasn't a leader because I was the highest ranking person in the, in the unit. I wasn't a leader because I had that rank on my chest. I was the leader because they'd seen me in the trenches with them. They'd seen me sweating. They'd seen the pain in my face when I had to push out that other push up. Yeah. That's what made me their leader. Mm. And that's the, you know, that's the humility that we can really bring to all these individuals, you know, youngsters who you know, have probably only just left home and haven't got a clue which way's up. Yeah, I am. Um, oh, so many, so many thoughts. So what I was going to ask you before, when it, okay, let's bring it back to the topic. <laughs> Every now okay. and then we'll do that in this conversation. So personal part. Now, do you think that your power is in what you be as opposed to what you do? Um, it's totally, it's totally being. Hmm. It's completely, if, if you come from that place of being, then you will do things far better. If you come from a place of doing, then you stop being yourself because you do it in order to you know, work into society, pleasing other people, whatever. But if you come from a place of being, being has to be a heart position mm. because that's where it's got to come from. You know, I, I, I'm just being at the moment. What the hell does that mean? Actually, <laughs> Don't worry about what that means because it's going to be different to you and different to me. And let's not try and get into that conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's just be, and then we'll do what we need to do. And we'll do it so much better rather than striving to do. Yeah. Cause you can't strive to be. It's a it's little me. bit like saying, Oh, I'm trying to breathe. <laughs> no, you're not. Breathing is just something you do. Mm. It's, it, it just happens. You can't decide not to breathe. You can't decide, you you don't wake up in the morning and think, right, actually, I must remember to breathe (laughs) in exactly the same way as I must remember to be today. Mm. Too often we spend our lives trying not to be. I don't want to get mixed up here. Being is a conscious decision. Mm -hmm. But it, you know, it comes from that subconscious place. I'm getting a, this is getting a little bit mixed up here, but yeah, the whole point of being is it's a subconscious thing. When we consciously try to be, we are doing. Therefore, we're not being. Yeah. I hope yeah, that yeah. makes sense. In the it end. does. It does. And yeah, I was just thinking about 
Yeah, the example of, because I this is a word that gets thrown around so much, right? Which I don't like. And it's so funny that you have that thing about the word journey because I'm the same. I'm like, ugh, shut it every time I hear it. But yeah, the other word... believing, no? Yeah. <laughs> Dad joke. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the other, the, the word that gets thrown around a lot is authenticity, which I feel like is just one of these words that we chuck around. But to really be authentic, right? That is when you're being, when you actually are, that's where your power is. Like that's where people like you, people like Brene Brown, like the, that the leadership really comes across when you're actually being you. However, why? So can, I think, I think I just, I'm going to dive in there. I think yeah. that you can't be authentic. You are authentic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That this is like, oh, <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, that's what I. That's the thing. That it's like your actual state of who you are. That's where leadership comes from, isn't it? But what is the? Like, in order to actually be. Oh my gosh, this is going down such a crazy, <laughs> crazy. Um, to actually be yourself takes so much courage and so much self awareness. I think. Would you agree with that? I think it takes an awful lot of self-awareness. I think to start doing it takes courage. Yeah. A little bit like you know, a little bit like everything. You know, um, you know, you know, I'm learning to glide at the moment, mm -hmm. and I'm having to work hard all of the time, and yeah, you know, just <laughs> you know, tensed up and just trying so hard, and then because I've been driving a car for decades, actually it's, it's just something that happens. I don't need to, to think it through anymore. And I think to, to start becoming yourself takes an awful lot of courage and, um, and tenacity to keep mm. doing it as you try and figure out who, who that really is. Um, but you know, in time that settles a little bit, like you know, a little bit like courage for everything. Then it settles down. But you know, I think that's that's the difference between the two. Yeah, love that. Okay, so something that keeps popping into my head now, which I wrote down before, is the word service. Right. So I want to ask you about this in terms of why do I keep hearing the word harnessing? I don't know why harnessing your personal power. Right. How do yep. you find service helps you with that? It comes back to that. It comes back to that sense of of, of being. Um, yeah, you know, if I can help other people find their personal power, mm. um, then there's nothing greater than that. That the you know, allowing, and I don't mean nothing. I'm not saying nothing greater for me. I mean there is nothing greater than helping other people find their personal power. You can only do that through serving them. You can only do that through helping them. And you know, that's not helping them to be like me or helping them to be the way that I think they should be. Mm. It's being there for them. Um, the conversation that we've going on um, you know, at the moment with, with friends is you know, one of them struggling. And I actually turned around to one of the others and said, have you ever actually asked them how we can help? Hmm. Because I know I've jumped in and said, try this, try that, we'll do some of this. And it was yesterday I suddenly thought, did anyone actually ask them how we can help? What they need? Mm -hmm. And that service. 
Yeah. It's recognizing that you know, it's what they need that's important. Mm. And if you can do that, that can only come from a place of complete humility. Mm. Because I'm not saying this is how I'm going to save you. It's what do you need? And sometimes the answer might be mm, actually nothing you've got. Okay. Yeah. Or your response might be, I can't actually, I don't know how to do that. I'll have to send you on to someone else. That's what service is. And that's why service is, you know, is the ultimate part of being a leader because it's recognizing what other people need yeah. and helping them get there. Yeah. 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 Um, I love, so when was it the interview that you did on the AM show month or so, two months ago? Yeah, I think it's about two months ago. Yeah, everyone should definitely watch that out. I love, there was something in there that really jumped out at me. And you're talking about leadership. And you said, what are the exact words? Um, basically, that it's not about you, right? And I was like, oh, it's so good. Boom, drop the mic. And I love that so much because I feel like if we're, we're kind of incorporating all of these topics now. But when I think about this thing of, okay, not belonging and all these sorts of things. For example, a couple of weeks ago when I, I did that live video and I wrote this post about where I was at. And the, the fact that I could share that is sometimes what keeps me going. Like when I think about people need to hear this, even though it might scare me, even though I might sit on my Facebook live freaking out for 10 minutes before I hit live. You know, it's like the fact that you might post that and then you get 10 messages from people saying, oh my God, that's exactly how I feel. That helped me so much. Um, it just makes you feel so good anyway. So it's like everyone wins. But I feel like sometimes that's that can be such a huge driver when you realize that it's not about you and the impact that you can create from being yourself. <laughs> and, and yeah, that's the... You, the more you give, the more you'll get. And you know, many, many other quotes from many, many, many other people in the history of time. Yeah. But you know, I mean, that, that's, you know, it really is true. If you give, it will come back to you. And even if it's just the way that you feel when you do that, or mm. um, you know, the way that someone completely randomly responds to what you've just done, and you go, wow, I wasn't expecting that. That felt really good. So you know, we all win from it. Um, yeah, it was yeah. No, no one got poor by giving. Yeah, that yeah is so true. And you just you just, you just think that whole thing through and go, well, look, yeah. If I if I look if I look at it in military terms, the more that I can support, or in business terms, the more that I can support the businesses that I'm supporting these days, mm -hmm. the more I'm learning about business. Mm -hmm. So by the time I finish with a business, you know they've they've transformed, you know whatever's happened, you know the revenue's gone up, or you know we've restructured whatever they've done, and you know I leave that business in a far better place, and those business owners in in a far more content space. Mm. Well, I've still won because I've learned so much more that I can then take on to help other businesses. So you know we've just got to, and it's it, it, it stops you being selfish in a world that is very very selfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, this could go so many different ways. <laughs> even that one yeah, statement. Let's, yeah, let's do another one. Yeah, we will. Because even now I'm starting like, oh yeah, because everything comes from fear or love, and then that that's a whole other podcast. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> pleasure. Which way are you pushing? Yeah. Fear or love? That I'm going to write this down. This will be part two. Um, okay, but in the interests of, we've got five minutes to go, so let's just bring it back a little bit. So, 
If you had someone come to you, a new client, say, who was feeling really defeated, very hopeless, very powerless, what is, what is your first, you know, your first move? This an unfair question because this actually happened two weeks ago. <laughs> um, Relevant then. <laughs> um, so um, I sat quietly and created a space for us. Very few words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they were in tears within well inside five minutes. Um, but I just sat quietly with them, and when they were ready to speak, we had a conversation. We spoke about breathing. Mm -hmm. We spoke about actually feeling the rise and fall of your chest. Mm -hmm. And then we just shared some really, really simple stories about where we felt pain, where we felt excitement, and continued to focus on the breathing. And then the conversation just opened up. But the very first thing you've got to do is because, you know, like when anyone sits down with you, even if they're your best friend or partner, you don't know what sort of day they've had. You've got no right to open your mouth and start telling them how to fix themselves. Mm. Um, so, yeah, create space for them to exist and bring them back to just a realization that there is a calmness within when you remove all of the silliness of the world. Mm, I love that. Um, and I love that too, as an idea for personal power is really being present, isn't it? <laughs> we, everything else is just an illusion. The fear that we create about things that haven't even happened yet. Actually in any moment, we're fine. If we can bring it back to the present moment. And, and that's, that's the point of the point of the breath. Mm -hmm. because when I take a deep breath and I concentrate on that breath I can only be present yeah you know, the, the, uh, in, in Buddhism they talk about waterfalls don't actually exist because what I see when I look at the waterfall is totally different to what you see because we can't look at it in the same point in time and within me seeing that waterfall is exactly the same as what I feel when I take a deep breath Mm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is the. You didn't, re you didn't realize I was this deep, did you? Oh, no, of course I did. I wouldn't have invited you <laughs> on otherwise. Um, this has just opened up a whole can of worms. We've got so many podcasts in us. Amazing. Yes. Okay. Let's leave it there for today. I'll be so. Yeah. Curious to hear from people what's resonating, what's jumping out in particular. Guys, let me know. And then I'll ask uh, Stu here, whatever you want. So let me know. Um, but thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. And really, I mean, it's not really been that different to you and me catching up for a cup of coffee, has it? Well, I brought um, my own coffee. No, <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got some water. Um, but no, thank you very much for your time. I really, really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, let's yeah, let's keep the conversation going where wherever it wherever it wants to meander. Yeah, I love it. Love it so much. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I will have this out very soon. Um in the meantime, have an awesome weekend.
and uh, I'll see you on the next podcast. <laughs> All righty. Good deal. Okay, cool. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, good deal. Have a great weekend. Speak <laughs> you to you soon. Too. Bye.